Hey, 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 this is Mary. I'm back at Mary Unapologetic. Today, I actually have a special guest for you guys, and his name is Nelson Garcia. And Speaking. he. Hi, Nelson. You're on. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. Dealing with the hot weather down here. I know. It's really hot where we're at, too. So、um, I think we're having some kind of a heat wave, right? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Have, have you guys hit the 90s yet?、Um, I, no, not the 90s. It's like the 80s、yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? No, no. no.、Yeah. We've been in the 90s.、Yeah. Oh, anyways. <laughs> so, how are you doing? How's your wife? Doing great. She's doing some more cooking there, some, doing some、uh, guava desserts for her mom or whatnot.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, de- dealing with her, our new ad- adoption. We adopted a doggy. Oh, okay. New doggy.、Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have to re- replace the birds my brother killed. Okay. So,、um, for some of you folks that d o e s n t know Nelson, Um, Nelson is actually one of our past students that Mike trained for paintless dent removal. So, in short, we call it PDR. And I invited him because for me, I like telling stories that are funny too, you know, like good sense of humor. And I also like to follow up with our past students to see where they're at, how they're doing, whether they're actually pursuing what they've learned from, you know, dent time as far as the PDR training. And that's why I decided to bring you in today, Nelson. So、um, tell us what's going on with your life right now. Or tell us, you know, I mean, introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Nelson Garcia. I am from Miami, Florida. I、uh, took Mr. Mike's class in hopes of pursuing PDR or painless debt removal. But in the midst of it, I, I find myself putting my house up for sale only because、uh, our kids. Took their own life and bought their own homes, and now we're in a big home just by ourselves. So we are showing the house every other week, more or less. And hopefully, we can sell the house, move to a smaller house, and I can pursue the business I'm really interested in.、Mm-hmm. And then you, you have a funny story to tell. We're going to get into that later towards, <laughs> towards the end. You know, I mean, this,、okay. that story you told me is just like resonated in me, and I was like, oh man, this is just. Funny. It's like really funny. But, anyways,、um, tell us what you used to do before PDR. I mean, and then why did you decide to get into the PDR industry? Before PDR, I,、uh, I worked in the towing, tow truck business、uh, and then transferred into the repo business for about, I would say, close to 30 years.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Recently, the, the repossession industry is being taken over by national companies、mm-hmm. that con- they contract our clients and then want to subcontract us to do the exact same work for 30 to 40% less. So I took that as a sign that it's time to step away. I never really liked it, it was lucrative. I was able to pay for my kids' school and insurance and, and all our bills and、uh, bought a couple homes and some properties. But it was never my forte.、Uh, so I've taken some time after we sold it to, to pretty much to see what I wanted to do,、mm-hmm. uh, what else I wanted to do. And, and I, could, I could go after carpentry, I can go after welding, I can go after, I'm handy, I can do a lot of things. But my, I, I, my dad was a body man and a mechanic.、Mm-hmm. And automotive is in my DNA. So I decided to do something that is not too. 
it's not, it's in the automotive business, but it's not too saturated down here. And uh, that that's why I decided to take Mike's course and pursue that line of work. So you enjoy like um, fixing cars or anything that's that and has something to do it's, with it's, it's correct, correct. Okay. Being said that with the, in the automotive industry, it comes more natural. To mm-hmm. I and mean, that's why I a lot of automotive industries here are saturated, and uh, but that industry is not so much here. Okay, not here. Not not as much. Okay, not so as much, right. well, it's it's good because I think that when you came on and you know usually Mike and I have conversation. How is he doing? You know, I like to follow up, and he's saying right. that you're doing well. And I was like, really? Well, how well is it? You know, tell me how big of a dent he can do. And then I think um, when I called you. I think it was just yesterday, right? I said, hey, Nelson, right. why don't you come on on my podcast, you know? So I want to see how big of a dent have you done already. And you told me that you've done a big dent. And I said, well, how big is big? Because your definition of big size dent might be different than mine, you know, in my head. And then right. you said, no, 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 this is like a 12 inches or bigger. And I said, okay, we're on the same page. So I said, I, you know, and you said, oh, you know, I want to show you the picture. You know, I can tell that you're proud of it. I'm like, yeah, I would like to see it. And when you send it to me, I was like, wow, it is really good because I can say that our program or, you know, even Mike as a teacher, you know, doing this, teaching you guys the PDR in our industry It's like, it's really successful. And the way I'm looking at it, and so is Mike, you know, both of us, is that our student success is our success. You know what I mean? So that's why we want to make sure that you succeed after you're done our um, training program, as well as you have taken it to hopefully another level where you're either working for someone or you have your own company because... Right. You know, a lot of people who wants to get into this, they want to do this and have their own company, right? But then there's some who wants to chase hail or maybe work for someone. It depends. But most most people who really wants to learn this, they want to do and open their own company. Their definitely, own, yeah. that's that's definitely my my plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad I took Mike. Mike is very patient, and he's he has a good concept of teaching mm-hmm. he doesn't mm-hmm. r- r- rush you uh, everybody learns at a different pace and he's able to catch that and know when to push and when to lay out mm-hmm. lay, or lay back and and, and it, he he has that pinned down perfectly mm-hmm. so i felt very comfortable with, with his teaching i didn't feel pressured but at the, at the same time i felt i was learning something yeah yeah so i when I got back, I was hoping to start doing little dings and bends, but everything that I'm coming across is bigger than a baseball. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's a little intimidating when you struggle with a little ding in the dent and you finally start to get the hang of it. To get into something like a baseball is a little intimidating or, or even a football side. But like Mike says, if you don't try it, you'll, you'll never learn. Yes. Uh-huh. The, the, so that, that, I've, I've been I've been hitting whatever comes along, whether it's big or small. That's good because you you know Mike taught you already the foundation. Once you know the foundation, then you can, you know, tackle any you know big dents. You know what I'm saying? It's it's same thing like um, one of the guy that we train, and he's actually in Taiwan. He's I've seen his work, and I was like, wow, 
these are the past students that we've trained. They are really successful in the field. You know, they've opened their own companies or either that they have had, you know, you can tell because you have a measurement as far as gauging whether someone is successful or not by the repair that they're doing, whether it's a small, big, you know what I mean? And, Correct. and so that's why when I talk to you, I ask you how big of a dent can you fix? Because if you can fix a big dent, that means you really learn a lot in our program. Um, the thing that I also um, wanted to ask you, because you said that right after training, you went back home and then you started. Um, I know that because we were juggling with a lot of stuff. I juggle with a lot of stuff myself. I mean, before I came on, today I, I was actually doing my QuickBooks and and then I'm just like okay you just gotta go do it it's like one thing after another so that way I can get it out of my way on my to-do list and then I'm done I'm moving on to the next one so right. I know w- what it's like to be juggling with stuff and then sometimes it's simultaneously right because you have no choice you just have to do it so the thing about it is that you having a goal that hey even though I'm getting sidetracked right and left I'm still trying to achieve my goal and that is for you to have your own company and run a PDR company in your area but in the process you told me a story that as soon as you got home you have to sell the house and then fixing the dent it's like big dents but it's, you know, luckily that didn't um, kind of like uh, discourage you from doing because the dent that you fixed, the, the last one, it was like a big dent. It's like, how big is it? Can you tell us? Uh, well, it was like a three, it was one part of the van with three dents. One was about the size, about half a baseball, but it was deep and the paint was cracked. The other one was about the size of a football. And the other one was about the size of a softball. Oh, geez. So the, the first one was the deepest and the last one. And the softball was pretty deep as well. Uh-huh. So, so uh, I, try, I try and fit in my dent work as much as possible, even if it's at least the weekends. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to stay in dent shape as much as possible, mm-hmm. as Mike says. Mm-hmm. So you don't lose it and you do the more you do it the more you remember the muscle memory and and how you would attack the dance and and so forth so trying to do everything i can at least on the weekends yeah and then the faster you get too you know what i mean right and the faster you get correct yes exactly um what is your game plan as far as opening up your own company i mean is it going to be um I'm keeping my eye out every other day i kind of glance around warehouses for sale Mm mm-hmm um, so what I did is I put a map up of the city and, and put dots where the PDR shops are. Mm-hmm. So I can look for a place that's not close to any one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm, I'm looking in those areas and seeing what the prices are in square foot and, and keeping my eye on a place. So as soon as I sell here, I already have a plan A, B, and C, you know, uh, to make bids on. And, and, uh, 
And then is this something that you're thinking of running the company yourself first? I know you've, you know, the past company that you used to have, you ran it with your wife. I mean, is this Correct. like a husband and wife yes. kind of company again? Yes. Everything mm-hmm. we do is together. Okay. That's good. I like yeah. that. I think, I think, you know, when you have a spouse or a partner, if you guys are helping each other, like, like Mike and I, then it's, you know, it's better. It's better for the family. You yes, we, have, we've always, we got used to it working so many years that everything we plan and do is always thinking of each other. Mm-hmm. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like for me, um, you know, Mike got into the um, video, video editing first. It's, it's, you know, I mean, for me, I'm like, okay, you figure it out because it seems like it's a lot of tedious work. And I am the person that's like always on the go. I'm in and out of the house, you know, doing this errands, doing that errands. So I'm like, I'm going to get into the video editing later. And then it is just now I'm getting onto my videos that I want to edit because I'm like, I was counting on Mike to do it, but he's gotten so busy every year. He gets busier and busier and busier and he can't edit it. He can't edit any of the videos that I want him to edit. So I'm like, I'm going to just get into it and actually do it myself. Because if I'm going to wait for my husband to actually do our videos that needs editing, it's going to be like forever. He's so busy right now. He's like juggling with a lot of stuff and it's, and video editing, it's like a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's like, you have to be very patient and you have to have that. You have to have an eye for what's going to be good, you know, like an artsy stuff. So yeah, working with um, spouse, like with Mike, it's like we work together as a team. That's the way I run my house. I have to make sure that this house is like running, like everyone's helping each other and working as a team. So I understand. I understand. That was the plan. When I built this house, mm-hmm. it just took me too long. And in the meantime, they found love and they bought their own homes. And then they were, well, dad, sorry. <laughs> so, they went on so, their own, right? <laughs> th- yeah, pretty much went on their own. That's- Each one went in their own direction. If I would have finished a plan uh, as planned, then they probably would have been here. But, you know, the, the, the market crashed when 2009. Yes. And then I boomed, and then I went as high as I went. I, I crashed also. Uh huh. Yeah. And then I had to stop everything, and uh, and that's why it took me so long. Well, you know what? The way I look at it, Nelson, is that it's better late than never. You know, I mean, for you, it's not late. It's just taking you so long. So right. whether you had a game plan of finishing it within a year or two and it didn't happen and it took you five Mm -hmm. years that's okay as long as you're still moving to that direction and you're getting it done so just yeah just work work at your own pace it's like it's like me um working with spouse that would be your wife is there like a challenge with that I mean, how, what's your experience? Because working with my husband, there is some challenges, but then there's also like the rewards with it, you know? Can you um, give us a little insight on what it's like to work with your spouse? Patience, a lot of patience. You develop, you learn how to be more patient and no one's perfect. Uh, ultimately, you are with a person that you accept 
what defect, whatever defects they have, it's okay with you and you deal with it. Mm-hmm. But working with your spouse, you see those things, she'll see yours and you'll see hers more often. Uh, so you start at the beginning is challenging because you, you start to get into each other's nerve, uh, but you become more tolerant, more patient, more understanding. Uh, you you do have to develop a sense of, in, in other words, you work all day together. You don't go home and talk about work. You have to leave work at work mm-hmm. because it will get to the point where it will affect your your relationship. So, mm-hmm. so we did make it a point. But while we're at work, it's work. And when we're home, it's, it's home. We don't talk nothing about work unless it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. We don't talk anything about work or work. Until the next, until the next morning, and uh, it takes a little getting used to. It's not easy. It's not as easy as people would think. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you when you're in the same office all day together, and then you drive home together, and you're in the house again together. That's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's why so. it's it's like you know, I think yeah. for for us. It's like trying to understand the other person's point of view and not to get frustrated right away. Because if you get frustrated and you jump the gun, you know it's going to be like World War Three. <laughs> oh yes, yes. As a matter of fact, you start to you start to catch the moment the other person, whether she's venting to me or I'm venting to her, and and you can't you don't say anything. You just listen. You let them speak. Like she'll let me speak or vent. And even that would even happen on the way home from work. But the moment we opened the front door, uh-huh. we made it a, a rule. No more talking about work. Yes. Anything else? What are we going to eat? What are we going to do? Uh, did you take out the garbage? Did you do your thing? Did you do the call? Did you do all your calls you got to do? Did you call your mom? But nothing about work. Mm-hmm. And you guys stick to that. Correct? We stuck to it. In our line of work, you know, because we had a crew working at night also, Every now and then we had a call two in the morning, three in the morning, uh, so-and-so pulled out a knife on us. Okay, we dealt with, with that. Mm-hmm. And that was it for the sleep. Once we got that call, there was no more sleeping. You might as well get up and go back to work. But, uh, but yes, we, we had the first year, year and a half, we struggled a little bit bringing the work home. And then we realized what was going on, and we made it a point not to bring it home. And that did help a lot. It was an enormous step forward. Well, see, I admire you guys because you guys identified the problem and then you decided to solve it because there are people out there or couples out there that they know what the problem is, but they don't want to solve it because one doesn't want to give up or admit that, hey, this is what we need to do. So it's almost like in denial. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And and. Yeah. And talking to you in the past, I'm like, okay, I can see where Nelson is coming from here. You know, I mean, it's like some kind of level of maturity where you know that, hey, in order for you to run a successful business, you have to have that level of maturity. Because if it's not, especially if you're running it with your spouse, because if it's not, then it's, it's going to be a constant battle, between you and your spouse trying to run, you know, your company. You know what I'm saying? 
Yes, yes, and 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 you have to you have basically have to learn how to balance. I mean, because she does the cooking, and when we get home, or she even would even cook at the office. You know, I had my things to do at work between fixing the trucks and dealing with the public and the employees. But I still put my two cents in. I I still helped whether whether it be the garbage. I didn't wait for her to tell me. I mean, in, initially, I, it, it got a little you getting used to, but got to a point where I didn't wait for her to tell me. I try to be ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And of I, course, that led to other. Oh, since you're doing this so good, let's do that also. <laughs> you know? And that was okay. And I was okay because I was helping her. Uh-huh. I was helping her, you know, uh, getting things done, whether it be feeding the dog or, or, uh, or putting a load of clothes to wash or, or checking the oil on her car. Whatever needed to be done was done. There wasn't a, a rule of the man does this and the woman does that. No. My my wife will will cook a burger and at the same time I'll open a forklift to move a car. Uh-huh. The same way I would deal with someone that's angry in the front door and then go put a load into wash. That when you know we just work as a team. Uh huh. What counts at the end. That's why. That's why after talking to you before you came down here for the training and we were talking about this, I was like, wow. This this guy is like really really humble, you know the way he helps his you know the way he helps his wife, and then not only that he'll go an extra mile to do things that will make her happy. And I'm like, you really really care about your wife, and 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 you learn the game, the you know the the, the name of the game, which is make your wife happy because things will just run smooth in your life if you make her. Happy. Yes, it would definitely will. It definitely will. <laughs> I mean, I can I can look at her. Just look at her and know when she's not happy about something. Uh-huh. So then it, be, it becomes a, a, a name that tune. Name that, <laughs> why is she angry? <laughs> Let me try and catch it and before it gets anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Before it gets big, right? <laughs> what did I forget to do, you know? <laughs> That's good. You're trying to like read her, you know, to make sure that, hey, I need to solve this problem before she explodes. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. I won't have peace in my life. I need, I need to make sure that that is, when I, when I see that she's tranquil and happy, uh-huh. my soul is at peace. That's good. That that is good. That's what I admire about you. And then I, you know, I love your wife too. She's the sweetest thing. You know, for her to send that little hot spicy sauce. What was that? Habanero. It was so spicy. Oh, she grows back here. Like she has like six, five or six different peppers, and she grinds them all, mm-hmm. and then she soaks it in avocado oil. Avocado oil. Wow. No wonder, because yeah. it smells so good. And, yeah, that was avocado oil. And, and it was good and potent. It was so spicy, I had to just use very little because if I did a lot, I'll be like, you know, my mouth will be burning for days. <laughs> But you still have some then. Yes, yes, yes. No, I, that, jar, that jar she sent you, we'll go through that in about a week, week and a half. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we, t- we take out the, we put in our salads a tablespoon of that. A tablespoon? Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, literally, I was just putting like a dot in my food because it was that well, potent you, for me. <laughs> have you ever seen that movie? Along came Polly with uh, Ben uh, Stiller. 
or he's eating the spicy food, but he he's eating it only because he's dating the girl and he's sweating profusely. <laughs> I think I saw that one. That, yes, that was me when I met my wife. I didn't. <laughs> to to me, Tabasco sauce was spicy. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that, that that was me. That I, was me. Uh, I was sweating profusely when I, anything I ate that she cooked. I was sweat and sweat. <laughs> My scalp would sweat. <laughs> well, the question is, did you tell her that hey, this is too spicy, or you were trying to impress her? No, That's I why did, you didn't uh, say anything. I, no, I, I, you don't. You don't tell the cook that. Never tell the cook that. <laughs> Maybe and a spatula will be like thrown at you. When right? you make the cook angry, she punches you in the stomach. She stops eating, cooking. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> or a spatula, a flying spatula. You'll see it. <laughs> yeah. No, she she knows where it hurts. She'll stop cooking. Yeah. Oh my she gosh. She stops making everything. Yeah, she's you know that's what I'm saying. She's so sweet, and I like the fact that you guys are you know worked together and you know worked as a team and made the company successful until you guys sold it. That's why I wanted to talk about that because I can relate. Mike and I are the same way. We have to work as a team. And we do have two different views on a lot of things, but it's one of those uh, things that I have to bring him on the middle so that way we can work together and collaborate so that way we're more productive rather than correct trying correct. to a lot of a lot of things we disagree with, but you, one day she'll bend her arm, one day I bend my arm. Yes, and if I didn't, she re, she would re, remind me, hey, remember, you know, yeah. so let's. It's give it's and all, take. It's all give and take, correct? Yes. Yeah, it's all give and take, and and uh, and it, everything goes from there. If you really want it to work, you got to make it work. Exactly. I, that's I believe on that too, and um, also um, I sometimes I joke around. I'm like I pick my own, you know, I pick my battle with my husband because if I think this is like something important to him and he's, I know he's not going to budge, then I'll be like, okay, I'll give in, but. If something is important to me and I know he's not going to budge, I'll show him. I'll let him know. I'll make him understand. So that way it, he will process it in his head and maybe change his mind. You know what I mean? Like, um, like, like the, I think it was like one time I wanted to open up a boba place and he really didn't want to do that. And I'm like, fine. It's not that important to me to open up a boba place. But I thought it would be a profitable you know, business over here in my area because there's no boba right. place here in my area. Okay. Yeah. So it was like one of the one one of those one of those things, and and the reason why I'm mentioning it in the in, in the podcast today is because there are folks out there that I know is in the same um, situation with us, where they work with their spouses or their partners, and and I want to give some kind of a, you know, inspirational message out there that it can happen, but these are the, these are the things that's going to make it work and make your life easier when you're working with your spouse. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yes. Definitely. It's not easy, but if it was easy, easy, a lot of people, other people would do it. Mm-hmm. it it's definitely hard, but it has its rewards. Yes. To me, the rewards... Uh, are very uh, it's, 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 to me it's worth it to me it's, it's worth it because uh, I, I remember the days when I, I would work day and day, day, night day and night I would just come home eating leave back to work I barely see her and then when we started working together we would complain that what we do is see each other every day <laughs> but then you start to appreciate you know then the moment that she has to go to the doctor or 
or go see her mom and I have to do something and we would spend even a few hours. And it's like, wow, uh, we just, you know, we, we, were, we were in each other's nerve just a few hours ago and now I missed you. Mm -hmm. You appreciate you know, each it, other more. It, right, you appreciate yeah. each other. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, tell us the funny story. And, and, you know, with me and my humor, I like funny things. I just think because life is short, really, and we should, like, you know, we should, like, um, embrace things as well as we shouldn't take it too serious to a point that it's driving us crazy. So <laughs> when I hear funny stories, I'm like, what? It's, like, entertaining for me, you know. So tell us the funny story, Nelson. Walk us oh, through no. it. Oh my God! Well, we had planned the uh, last year the MTE. Well, no, it was this year, right? The MTE no, this it, year. It was the MTE this, this year, year. Yeah. MTE in Orlando. Uh -huh. So we don't like to live our, leave our house alone. But happens to be that my brother is living in a guest house we have on the side uh -huh. on the same property. So we mentioned to him, hey, I think we're thinking of going to the MTE to look at uh, get some tools and then meet Mike and look at some of the courses they have there. And he was like, oh, please go ahead. You guys never go anywhere. Go have fun, disconnect from everything. And we told them, look, you only have, just please, we only have two parakeets and one cat to take care of. <laughs> he said, oh, that's nothing. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of everything. And the big consider house, remember? And the big right. house. <laughs> yeah, consider it done. Consider it done. It's only going to be a few days. And you drive there, drive back to it's only going to be, it wasn't more than three days. Yes. Well, turned out that one of the days, we don't get cold in Miami. We rarely get cold, but the temperature dropped to about 40 in the 40s. Mm -hmm. And he, we, we would cover the parakeets every night. And if it was windy, we have her outside in, in the terrace. Mm -hmm. If it was windy, we'd cover the parakeet and put it where the wind wouldn't hit him. Yes. So he went on a date. Got cold, didn't realize, didn't think about covering the birds. Oh my gosh! Came back, uh, and when he came, he came late, eleven or twelve. He he saw the two birds were frozen solid, dead at the bottom of the cage. So he didn't tell us anything. He just he put it. He ended up putting the birds in the freezer, <laughs> and the next day. He put him in the zip bag. The next day, he he was going from pet shop to pet shop to pe trying to get. He would walk into the pet shop and says, "Hey, I need two parakeets just like these." Okay, and then okay. at this moment, you don't know this yet because you're still Nothing. in. You're still at MTE, and this was in January. Right. He doesn't okay. want. He didn't want to worry us. He was trying to get two parakeets identical. Put him there, <laughs> not say anything. Yes. Okay. So he, you know. I find out. I find this out after we get here. After you, you came back home, yeah. Right. The the moment we drove in, so he's going from pet shop to pet shop. He said that I'm going like to 12, 13, 14 pet shops. He found at one of the pet shops he visited. He found two that looked just like it, but they were smaller, maybe like 30 percent smaller, where you could tell. Yeah. So he said, "Okay, this is the best thing I find." He puts him in the cage and puts the birds back in the in his freezer. No. Because he didn't want to throw the birds away. Because then, if if my wife would find out, he would, she she would ask for the birds. What you do with the birds? Oh, I threw them away. Oh, you threw them away too. So he kept them in the freezer just in case. <laughs> While you're telling this so, story, I'm thinking about like some kind of like you know Dexter movie. I mean the Dexter show. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Funny. 
the night we we come back from MTE driving. It's only a three hour drive, three and a half hour drive. We come back home. I see him outside there. I never see him in sandals. He's outside in sandals pacing back and forth. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to see you guys. Blah, 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 blah. He says, you know, he does the greeting, the kissing, blah, blah, blah. How's everything? Everything's fine. Everything there. Yeah, we fed the cat. Everything's fine. <laughs> so as we're unloading the luggage, my wife gets out, off the truck, uses the restroom, and goes straight to check on the cat and the birds. Uh-huh. But where the bird cage is, we have a door, an exterior door. We have like a mini terrace in the master bedroom where we can see the cage. And he's saying, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. And, but he wants to make sure my wife is not where he can hear us. Uh-huh. And as he's talking to, to me, he's looking at my wife, looking at the bird, kind of scrung, kind of uh, scrounging, tilting her head and scrounging, like looking at the birds weird. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, my gosh, she could tell. She could tell. I'm just wondering what happened with he said, man, the birds died, and I try to find two birds just like it, and she's looking at the birds really weird, and I don't know how to tell her. <laughs> so where are the birds? He's, then he told me, I put them in the freezer. I, I, I went to like 15 French shops until I found two that are similar, but they're smaller. And then I look back at my wife, and, she, and the birds are going crazy, and they never went crazy when she was around. Yeah. They, you know, they were very gentle, wanted to like hop on her finger or whatnot. And then I open the door, and you can hear her telling the birds, hey, what's wrong with you guys? Why are you guys going crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so at that moment, I figured, you know, let me go tell her. Let, let me go tell her. So, you know, it's better this way. Uh, and he's like, okay, where do I, do I wait for you outside the house? Do I go to the street? He's like, wait for me outside. If you hear the voice getting loud, just hop in your car and take off. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I, I was telling her what happened, and she kept, but, but where are the birds? No, they died. Okay, they died, but where are the birds? He didn't throw them away, right? He said, no, 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 he has them there. But where <laughs> could he put the birds? I mean, ultimately, she was okay. She said, okay, it happened. No big deal. But where are the birds? So, so he went to the freezer and bought her the two frozen birds. You know, <laughs> and she was like, okay, no, okay, I just wanted to say bye to them. And I guess, I guess throw them in the bag and garbage comes by tomorrow. But I can just vision him going from pet shop to pet shop and with a zip bag and the mm-hmm. two birds wanting to match the birds with everything they have. Yes, looking for the, looking for something can, identical. I need a match. And they would ask him, but why? Said, I killed the birds. I need two birds just like you. <laughs> it sounds like something you would watch or, you know, you would In a watch. Movie from, or something. Yes, right, right. Exactly. And then in the meantime, he's pacing and he, she sees him pacing while I'm talking to her. And she's like, is that why he's walking back and forth and pulling his hair out? And I said, yeah, well, let him suffer a little more. Then I'll go out and talk to him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So how's the, bir- how's the new two birds now? The new ones? Well, she ended up giving the birds because she, she didn't have the same connection with these birds. She gave them to her mom or mm-hmm. her sister or something. And we ended up adopting. Oh, another little cat, baby cat showed up to the door. Uh-huh. So now we ended up with two cats. I guess the mother abandoned, and we heard the cat, a little baby cat crying in the bushes, so we mm-hmm. grabbed it. Now she has the two cats, and she fostered a French bulldog that they were, she was being used to breed, and then after two or three years, four years that they breed her, they sent her to the kill shelter. Okay. So that people from the kill shelter caused this adoption agency 
the adoption agency knows a lot of people amongst my wife and says, hey, you know, we're going to take this doggy in for adoption. They used to use her for, uh, they, they used to use her for breeding and now they want to kill her. Uh-huh. Would you mind fostering her? Uh-huh. So she said, okay, because yeah, we had just lost our third English bulldog. Uh-huh. And she was still brokenhearted. She said, okay, I'll foster her until you find a home. But she ended up falling in love with her and uh, we kept her. Oh, that's good. So now we have her, and the uh, we have the 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 French bulldog and the and uh, and the two cat, but we'll we'll not leave her with my brother anytime soon. I promise you that. <laughs> there's something. Well, there's something happened with your brother too, wasn't it? Like uh, some kind of a watering the plants. What was that? <laughs> oh, like, something is well, always happening in your household. Well, when I went to the month that I stayed, I stayed in California. Uh huh. My wife said, okay, I could do this. This can't be that hard. So she was trimming some of the, we have a lot of palm trees. She was trimming the palm trees and she stepped on the, the palm trees. Upset. These are big, big seeds. Mm-hmm. She stepped on it and twisted her ankle. Oh man. Yeah. So then she, she had a sprained ankle. So, uh, my brother said, okay, I could take care of this. It's not that hard, you know, but anything <laughs> he touched, he broke. <laughs> You know, he decapitated like 10 sprinklers. Oh, no. uh, the lever to, we have outside port, the, the sliding doors that go to the, to the, to the terrace, uh-huh. he broke the lock off. Uh, I can't, there were so many things. Uh, oh, they would, we have a golf cart that we use for maintenance here. Uh-huh. He, they backed up into, I don't know, if he, I still don't know to this day if it was him or my wife. Oh, my uh, but they backed up into one of the columns and chipped it. Uh, I kept finding things. It's like, oh, they broke a pipe or one of the sewer uh, pipe. Or we have a septic tank. They, they uh-huh. cracked one of the pipes. I was like, what, you guys were tag teaming to see who can break the most things? <laughs> They're just That's like, cool. let's create more problems for Nelson until oh, he yeah, gets so back. Not only, when I got back, not only do I have to now, everything, because, okay, that happened at the beginning, in the first week. Uh-huh. Then three weeks after that, they didn't do much. So when I got back, all hell broke loose because not only do I have to catch up with what wasn't done, yes, but I had to keep going with whatever has to be done normally. Yeah, like fix their problems they created. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that is just yeah, that is so funny. It's like you know, it was interesting for me. That's why I was like, gosh, Nelson's yeah. Nelson's always like you know, his life is like too colorful. There's always like happening that's like funny. Yeah. It's, comedy. it's always something, something's always happening here. Something's always happening. And now it's funny because I get here. Now she drives a lawnmower better than I do. Like, and it's a big 61 inch lawnmower. It's not like a little push lawnmower. Uh-huh. If I have her push a little lawnmower, she said, no, no, I don't want that one. I want the big one. Oh, okay. So, yeah. No, yeah. She doesn't want the little one. Oh, that's but good. But I don't understand. You're doing the same thing when I was, when I'm not around, it seems like things happen. Uh-huh. You know, it kind of reminded me of in the business. I was there 99% of the time. The moment I stepped out, uh-huh. a, a truck broke or somebody is uh, angry and threw something at the office or something always happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, the moment I'm not, the moment I'm not here, you know, and especially my wife, my wife's like, like, no, no, I handle this. This, this is not a problem. I can do this by myself. I remember you told me that, you know, you got to set up your wife before you leave. You know, you have to make sure the 
honey to-do list is done or you're caught up with that and then that you're going to be gone for a whole week i mean a whole yeah. month so that w that's why you have to set her up oh you know oh you only knew because the first week she got hurt the other three weeks that she was waiting for me to get back she had enough time to add like another two years of honey-do list <laughs> in three weeks so yeah. so folks Nelson <laughs> loves well he's he doesn't love doing the honey right honey do list but you do it because you want to make your wife happy right of course of <laughs> yes course. so take notes you know for any hubbies out there <laughs> 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 that is so cute that it's just yeah I I met your wife she's very sweet as well as um you guys are like the per perfect pair I haven't met the kids yeah. though so but I no, heard so much about the I kids. Even, I don't even, you know, I guess they're older. They're in the, they're, they are in their early 30s. And, you know, one will send me a picture. Look, Dad, I made a cabinet. And in the picture, I can see in the background four of my tools that I can't find anywhere. <laughs> then I see why I can't find it. They have the keys to my tool shed. So then the other one moved like an hour and a half away from here. And I barely see him. They call me when they feel sad or they have a problem or something. I'll give them some advice. Then they fix their problem. And I don't hear back from them. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the holidays and stuff, yeah. But I miss the constant conversation, uh, conversation, the connection, the every day, the every other day. I miss that. I barely. And if I call them to say hello, it's like oh, that. I, uh, I, I, I gotta go. One of them is a fireman. I gotta uh -huh. go on the call. I'll call you right back. Of course, I never hear back. Uh -huh. The other one is always too busy. He's a manager at a store, Sherwin Williams. He's always too busy. Uh, he's, you know, he has uh, his own problems. And the other one moved to Tallahassee, and he's had his own problems. So it's like we barely hear from them anymore. Well, I have a feeling that's yeah. gonna happen with us. You know, me, Mike and I. I've that's seen. That's exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what exactly usually what, happens. What, what happens. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a you know. Because um, that, that's why my wife said, "Why stay here? I mean, you can afford it, no problem. But why stay here? Let's move to a little house and buy yourself a warehouse and do whatever you want to do. I help you." Yes. And you know, and uh, we it's simplify our lives. Yeah, it's almost like you and you and your wife again because you built that big house for the kids and you to be living right. there, but then right. now they want their own lives. They're trying to make it out there and pursue right. what they want to pursue. So now you're like kind of like stuck in this big house. And yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the smartest thing to do is just downsize and and pursue yeah. something else that's I, your I passion. My next, my next house, I want a real small, tiny house. And she was like, how small? And I said, well, I want to be able to sit on the toilet and look out the front door. <laughs> and she's like, she's, no, 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 that's too little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so now it's just you and your wife going to pursue your thing now just because your kids... Me and and my, and my brother that... You know, oh, that's right, your brother. You, it's like you he's guys... He's there, but he's never there. He's never there. He's always, you know, on the, on the street with his girlfriends or, you know, uh, he's never there. You know, so. Yeah, but it's always, I mean, the way I, I see it, it's always the three of you guys because it's always like your wife, your brother, and you. And if you're doing something else, then he's supposed to take care of your wife. But then something always happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figured, especially when we went to Orlando, I figured, okay, this is 
uh, no thought behind this. It's real simple. Feed the cat. Feed the cat. It's and, supposed uh, well, to be he, simple. You know yeah. Do? You know what he would do? He would he grabbed like a small bucket and he would pour the whole bag in the bucket of cat food and then he didn't have to deal with a cat. He oh fed my, him for three days. Oh my gosh. So we got we we got home and the cat looked like Heathcliff. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, he got fat. Him, instead of feeding him twice a day, I just fed him once for the three days. Yeah, gave, work like that. gave him enough yeah. food, yeah, to eat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so yeah. funny. But anyways, Nelson, I just thought I'd bring you in because you always have the funny stories and I enjoy them. And I thought that maybe we should share it out there. Who knows? Somebody can relate to something like this, right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Especially if you have a brother like mine, I'm sure they'll be able to relate. Hey, you're never going to be bored between your wife and your brother, even though it's only the three of you now in the household. <laughs> There's always going to be something. Anyway, thanks for coming on, and I really appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck, and keep in touch. Keep us keep us posted once oh, you get... Oh, thank you. No, thank you very much for having me on, and I really enjoyed our conversation, and look forward to speaking to you again and staying in touch. Uh-huh, yeah, and keep us posted when you get that shop, okay? Hello? Nelson, did you hear me? You got cut Hello? off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right here. Can All you right, hear I'm me? Here now. Okay. Yeah. So I said, keep us posted Hello? once you have the shop. Are you there? Oh, I lost him. So anyway, folks, I'm going to be saying goodbye because it's about that time to say goodbye. I'll see you guys again in two weeks. This is Mary at Mary Unapologetic. And come follow me on my YouTube it's Trey Lee. 